Okay, so it's May 8th, day 712 of quarantine. Uh, this is the end of my second week of doing these audio logs, which is, uh, they are not podcasts, so, so stop. Uh, they're uh, basically just me sorting through my brain, that's uh, how I keep saying it. And they've been really helpful for that. Because um, sometimes I get sort of things, uh, ideas stuck in my head and I don't quite know how to process them and you know you can talk to friends and stuff but everyone's going through some really tough that stuff so sometimes it's nice to talk to yourself uh, but in a constructive way in a way that other people can hopefully enjoy <laughs> rather than just uh talk, talk like looking in a mirror and having a good conversation I've, I've not done that in a while um <laughs> It's funny actually because I was um, originally planned to uh, just before lockdown started. I was originally planned uh, to meet a new counselor uh, like that week, um, <laughs> uh, and that didn't happen, obviously. Um, and it's not a, it's, uh, the way the the thing I was doing it through is preferred that like, you meet them in person first and then you can work out wherever you want to do it over the phone or whatever and you know there's a lot going on uh so this has sort of become vaguely my uh version of counseling um <laughs> uh, i don't think that this microphone in front of me has uh, any kind of counseling degree uh but you know it's, it's doing its, it's doing its best Right, it's doing its best. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, demean. Uh, demean my microphone. No, I mean, uh, down, down, downgrade it. Uh, downplay. That's what I'm looking for. God, I can't think of words today. Uh, <laughs> the main thing that's been uh, I've been thinking about the past couple of days is like sort of been in the back of my head the whole time. Is I've been listening to a lot of. Um, well, watching a lot of music videos and listening to a lot of music on the YouTubes. Uh, if you've been taking my recommendations, you should be about halfway through YouTube by now. So, if you're not, you're you're you're, you're missing out. You know, get on, get the program. Um, the other night I was uh, not the other night, the other day, like it was the whole day. I was playing uh, music exclusively from the early 2000s uh, and some some late 90s stuff as well. Uh, I started with My Chemical Romance, uh, a band that I always very much enjoyed uh, and it went on to other sort of like pop punk stuff like uh, or emo stuff or you know I'm not going to get into an argument with well, myself or the internet about how to def- how to define music genres, uh, genreify them as I used to say always as I put it, because <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Uh, but they were certainly of a sort of era. These songs, so it's like like things like All American Rejects, um, <laughs> Fallout Boy, stuff like that. Stuff that I realised. I don't really, I own some uh, My Chemical Romance albums, 
I don't own the albums of these other things that I was listening to, but I was they were coming up in a recommended bar on uh, YouTube, and I was so I was clicking on them, and it was I realized it reminded me of um, like music TV, like mu- that I that I used to watch when I was a, when I was a teenager. Um, okay, I'll come back to that in a second. So like stuff that I like I mainly knew about through this music TV, like rather than albums that I owned. Uh, quick note on me on music. I bought my first albums in 2001, uh, when I would have been 14. For years before that, I remember claiming that I didn't like music, which is an insane thing to me. Now, um, I don't know where that came from. Like, my kid up in a house where there was always music playing. My dad uh, would play music constantly. My pa- my brothers are. Uh, five and seven years older than me, so they they sort of like big, like grew up during sort of Britpop and stuff. Like my eldest brother was very into Oasis. Uh, my younger brother, my middle brother, was uh, into sort of uh, slightly more obscure stuff than that, but still in that sort of same vein. And then, uh, and I basically got whatever they like were listening to. I'd hear. And then when I got into music, I started just borrowing their albums. Uh, and I also, and like I say, I bought my first three albums in 2001. Uh, <laughs> I bought them, these are the three albums I bought. Uh, I bought Gorillas by Gorillas, uh, Is This It by The Strokes, and All Killer No Filler by Sum 41. Uh, <laughs> those are the first three albums I ever bought. Uh, the Is This It by The Strokes was a huge... Uh, like I'd, I'd started reading Enemy at this point, uh, which is a, for anyone in America as a British music magazine, uh, which always pushed a very specific type of music. Uh, and at that point, the Strokes were the big thing. They were on the front cover all the time. Uh, gorillas by Gorillas, I got uh, <laughs> Gorillas by Gorillas, uh, just because I really liked uh, the singles. Uh, Clint Eastwood in nineteen two thousand. Um, and like I'd always liked Blur stuff as well. Like I'd listened to my brothers both were both into Blur, and I'd listened to them. Uh, and then I was like, "Oh, this has got some weirder stuff on it, and some rap and stuff, and whatever." Uh, and also, like I say, "All Killer No Filler" by Sum Forty One. Now that was very specifically due to seeing uh, the videos on music TV, uh, specifically on Kerrang. Which is weird. I read the enemy, which is a music a music uh, magazine, but Kerrang was also a music magazine that was big on. It's like a metal magazine. Uh, but when when it came to watching music TV, I would flick between. We, well, we would flick between uh, MTV Two and Kerrang, essentially. <laughs> uh, and Kerrang, we we'd stick on Kerrang if it was playing some pop punk stuff. Uh, leave if it's playing like heavy metal, and not that I'm, I mean I'm not I'm just not a huge fan of metal like heavy metal. That's just my thing. I've got lots of friends who are. Uh, I respect it as a genre. Uh, I respect. I mean, oh, Jesus Christ. I respect it as a genre. What does that mean? Uh, they're all. I mean, they're clearly very talented musicians. It's just not my thing. You're allowed to say that. <laughs> you don't have to be diplomatic, Mara. You're allowed for something to not be your thing. Uh, you know, um, so watching through these 
pop punk videos uh, on YouTube, like stuff like Hooper Stanks, The Reason, which has a ludicrous video. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, All Time Low. Uh, you know, uh, like New, New Found Glory. Like these bands I never really listened to, but I had this weird feeling of nostalgia, right? This very strong feeling of nostalgia. And it's funny because in the the comments on the YouTube videos, never read the comments, but the comments on the YouTube videos, a lot of people were talking, were like saying, "Hey, it's like we're we're saying, twenty twenty for listening to this from quarantine, remembering the good times, that kind of thing." And I started going, "Yeah, those were good times." Okay, I'd like to just describe to you what my high school experience was like briefly. Uh, you know, like I would have been doing to that counselor. <laughs> and have done to previous councils and other people. My high school experience was very strange. I started high school with like two friends, essentially, who both very quickly sort of found other cliques to be part of. Like one of them suddenly became a fan of football and that became his big thing. And one of them was big into metal. So that was his, he, he sang out with the metalheads and the rocker kids, the goths, the emos. Uh, and I sort of hung out with those guys a lot, a little, but, like, not quite. So I basically, from my second year of high school, through to my fourth, through to my fifth year of high school, I wasn't part of any groups. I, uh, essentially didn't talk to anyone. Uh, I was talking every day uh, about how I, I read a lot of books and I school. This is around that time. Um, and it's a really weird thing. Uh, I was obviously in my head there was a lot going on. I hadn't like I was nowhere close to coming out to myself or anything. Uh, so I had a lot going on in my head that I just couldn't explain to anyone. Like, my parents were really great, uh, they were really supportive of whatever I wanted to do, and, you know, they were there for me the whole time, but it was very hard for anyone to be there for me when I wasn't able to really be there for myself, so I sort of just checked out. I was bullied a lot as well, uh, but I didn't really think about it. It was a weird thing where I was like, I didn't really consider it bullying, even though there was one time when this bully, I can't remember his name, which I think is a good thing, who had been harassing me for about a year and a half by this point, literally kicked a football full force into my face uh, and caused like causing a nosebleed and stuff and I, I I just didn't do anything about it. I was I was in a very sort of weird place. Like being a teenager is complicated enough with hormones and stuff. Never mind when you're having an identity crisis that you won't quite figure out until your late twenties. Um <laughs> But around about the time, I started doing drama. Um, well, I'd always been doing it, but I started, like, try making a conscious effort to try and become friends with some of the people that I was doing drama with. There was a group of them uh, who would always go to this... There's this guy, Thomas, and he lived... Uh, I'm not going to say his full name. I don't know why. I should have probably said his first name. It's fine. He won't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> who... He lived across the road from the school, so him and a bunch of a group of the other guys would go and play video games or what, uh, or whatever, 
during lunchtime at his house. And one day, I was invited to go along. Uh, essentially, I just sort of hung around, near, like genuinely hung around near them long enough that they'd invite me. Which is, looking back, is not how, how you become friends. But I'm, you know, I'm still quite a socially anxious person and I was building up to that around about this time, you know. <laughs> Um, so we'd watch, and we'd watch music videos as well, we'd watch music TV as well. There's also, um, a friend of, like, a, uh, a friend of mine outside of school. As a friend, it's complicated, he was, uh, you know when you're younger and your friends are the, ch- the kids of your parents' friends? So this guy, I got out of him fine for the most part, he was, uh, uh, I think he's reasonably spoiled, is how I'd describe him. A bit odd, but you know, we're all a bit odd. But so if I'd go around the house, we'd also watch, we'd watch either Cartoon Network or like music TV. And these kind of songs, these pop punk songs, would be the ones that we'd all agree on, right? Like, like nobody would want, would want to listen to my uh, boring indie stuff. Um, uh, or it just wouldn't be on, you know? So when I'm looking at these videos and I'm feeling this nostalgia, I'm feeling nostalgia for a time in my life where things weren't great. And I think that's a quite a common thing of nostalgia. You sort of it's that rose tinted glasses thing. You look back and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember watching these and I remember being a bit I was like I started going, I remember being carefree. This is before the internet had taken over fully. So like you couldn't like you, social media wasn't a thing. 24 hour news was just sort of a thing. You know, like, uh. 9 11 just happened, like, that happened when I was at high school. Uh, I remember that specifically. Like, all these things that have become touchstones for my generation hadn't quite happened yet. But I wasn't happy at this time. Like, I was very unhappy in fact, I was a very unhappy teenager, um, I didn't really realise that at the time, one of the weird things about being depressed is that it can take you a while to realise, um, <laughs> you're just like well this is just how people live, and then especially if you're not spending much time with people, and then you're like oh wait, yeah this isn't how people just live, and like I say my family were, were super supportive and tried to help me and all this. But I just didn't really know what I needed for help yet. And I wouldn't find that out for a long time. Like, I went for university with that sort of weird cloud over me as well. It's really very recently, I think, that uh, I've been able to fix things. Sorry, my, my, my computer just made a noise. Uh, hopefully that wasn't picked up on the recording. What will be picked up is me trailing off and talking about the thing I heard on the recording. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> so I had this nostalgia for this um, music, and it's music that I don't really like. Like it's I, rem- I, I was listening to it more because I remembered it than because I liked it. Nowadays, the music I listen to. I realise this is almost like right okay that noise just happened again I need to go and hang on Uh, yeah this is me live trying to fix something on my computer 
because I'm not want I don't want to record this again. I'm not going to edit this out because this is unedited, uh, unfiltered, unedited, uncensored. I hope it doesn't keep making that noise. That would be annoying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the music I listen to now is this is interesting. Like, I think this is says a lot about how I've grown as a human being. The music I listen to now, and this sounds so stupid and so obvious, is music I want to listen to. <laughs> um, like so, growing up, like, like I say, I was at my friend. I would be at my friend's house. Who, uh, it was always be at a friend's house. And they'd have the remote control. So if they didn't want to listen to music, they'd switch to something else. And that's what we'd listen to. Whereas obviously now, uh, we live in a, the future where I have my own internet connection. Uh, and also I have Spotify and my own, like, money that I can buy, buy music and stuff with. And, or go to gigs with. And this sort of started developing in, the, in my uh, university where I would just go to a lot of gigs. Like I went to a lot of gigs in my university career. Live music was cheaper then. Um, <laughs> and I defi- I became someone who sort of defined themselves a bit by, oh I like these obscure bands you wouldn't have heard of, but I, I didn't want to be like that kind of hipster prick. Uh, but it's just like I was able to, the internet was growing, you were able to find things that you never heard of. I was meeting people who actually were into the same sort of music I was. Uh, shout out to them, they know who they are if they're listening. Uh, people who I'd go to gigs with, share music with. And it's just, I think, I think uh, music can, can be super important for helping you figure stuff out, right? So, I remember very clearly, one time, uh, it was during, uh, it's funny, I remember very clearly what happened, but I can't remember what year it was. I think it must have been 2008, uh, because of when the album was out. Yeah, it will have been 2008. I was in the Tron pub uh, in Edinburgh. we were there during during the Edinburgh Fringe. It was uh, that's the thing I can't remember. Um, we were there doing a show. Uh, during the, uh, during my university career, I did a couple of shows at the Edinburgh Fringe. One of which was a play. Uh, it was written by a guy that I knew. And uh, one of which was a sketch show that was written by a bunch of us. And then after I left university, I was still stuck around doing drama stuff there. Uh, we took an improv show. Um, so this was during the, one of those and I remember uh, we were sitting in the Tron pub after the show or between that show and another show and I, ve- I have a very vivid memory of looking up and there was a video playing yeah because there was always music playing there there's still still music playing there I, I think and the video was uh, Back in Your Head by Tegan and Sarah I didn't know that at the time I just saw two twins singing on a weird that's it. and that video is not like a visually arresting video really apart from uh, two very uh, very beautiful women uh, identical twins uh, very queer women very obviously queer women <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm not like like that's like it's a deliberate thing um, I'm watching this video and being entranced and the music is so simple to that song 
it's a simple sort of um, indie pop song with a nice sort of like synthy do 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 do. I mean, you can listen to it yourself. Find it on YouTube. Uh, and I sort of was like, oh, okay. I I went home. Uh, I, I I sort of rem- half remembered it. Uh, I couldn't remember the name of the group. I just was like, I was like, identical twins? Question mark. And I found out that Deacon and Sarah had an album out called The Con, uh, which is still to this day one of my all-time favorite albums. Uh, and I listened to that a lot, and uh, was something. Deacon and Sarah still like. I know it's a massive cliche. Uh, to be a gay woman who loves Tegan and Sarah. <laughs> um, I'm aware of that. But it genuinely such a hugely important part of breaking into that thing of, oh, I can listen to music that makes me, that helps me realise my place in the world. Like, and their, their music's not, like, explicitly, like, hey, we only write music for for queer women. That's not what I'm saying but it's that thing of that opened up a group of like like um like it flicked a switch in my head right nowadays I listen to a lot of music by queer artists uh there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot more scope I think for musicians who traditionally wouldn't have been able to figure out how to get through or get their message across who now can because the internet, whether they can make money out of it or not, that's a whole different issue. But one of the great things about the internet is this idea of finding a community online. Like whether it's a forum or a website or a, or a, 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 like a YouTube channel for you to be fans of or whatever. A million ways, a million things. Um, like a sphere on a social media thing, like you connect to one person on that and then another then another and a big part of that for me was coming in through this uh, this band made up of two Canadian twins <laughs> who would who were had been out since they were like since they were first releasing music in like like 97 99 right like they, they were never ashamed of it or anything it was just yeah that's part of who they were so why wouldn't they sing about it and I find that kind of thing so inspiring um like people have talked I've asked me before like why I like see, seem to seek out like media uh, like tv or film or music by queer artists and stuff and a huge part of it is just I mean that I identify with it a bit more. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm like, hey, this is an experience I have no idea about. <laughs> but I still want to hear about it. You know? Like, I'd like to hear your viewpoint on it because it's different from mine and different from the mainstream view of these things. And also, like, sometimes it's just about normalising it to myself. Um, One of the things about being a queer person that I think a lot of people talk about, uh, but a lot of straight and cis or just you know hitching out of folks and that's not I don't say that with any um, 
derision don't get is this idea that you can have internalised homophobia, you can have internalised transphobia uh, where you're, where you, the society has taught you for years that these things are wrong or aberrant or bad, and those things stick, right? Um, so listening to songs or watching shows or seeing comedians or reading books or listening to podcasts or you know the millions of millions of ways you can absorb other queer people's experiences the more it's the more you can sort of realize that you're not alone which is a big thing and realize that there is space for you in the world you know um i sometimes forget uh like i'll do a show sometimes and i've had people come up to me after shows or message me after shows and say how inspiring it was uh, which I find so bizarre like I just laughed at the thought of it there and they're like oh seeing a trans woman up on stage performing this and I'm like oh yeah I guess <laughs> I guess I was um, and I don't know if it's necessarily inspirational I, I wouldn't describe it that way but it's certainly better than they're not being someone like me performing on a stage. So yeah. That was a, a, a weird tangent. Um, <laughs> but I think, and it's something I'm still working out. But yeah, I recommend taking this there. They're very good. Uh, if you like your sort of indie pop, and then later on your sort of electro pop, and then just your pop pop. Um, pop pop that's a, a quote from community there um, <laughs> uh, which was um, which yeah okay so uh, I want you guys to stay safe uh, stay well stay at home and when it comes time to like pick what music you want to listen to pick the music you actually want to listen to Okay, uh, I've been Marjoy. Goodbye.